0: Welcome back to Lash Biz Babes. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. I'm so happy and thankful that you're here. And if you are a repeat listener, welcome back. Thank you for being here. And if you don't know who I am, let me give you just a quick background on me. I've been a lash artist for a little over seven years now, and I'm a lash artist turned beauty business coach and educator, and I absolutely love what I do, which is helping you build a full clientele, and create a business and a life that you truly love. And I'm really excited for this week's episode because we have Gretchen McCants from My Brand Lashes on today talking all about the power of community and growing your beauty business and building your clientele. And all of the things we talk about community, we talk about the way the industry has evolved, we talk about lash trainings, and we also talked about how Gretchen and her husband David came about, like, owning My Brand Lashes. So, if you've n- not heard of My Brand Lashes before, they are a lash supply company and, like, education company based out of Boise, Idaho. They have like lash products and trainings and Gretchen is super amazing. I first met her on Instagram a couple years back and I have just always loved how kind and like supportive she is and she just truly is a gem in the industry and I'm so excited for you to listen into our chat today. So let's go ahead and hop on into it. I Well, first of all, welcome to Lash Biz Babes, the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I would love for you to introduce yourself and, you know, what you do in the industry. So my name is Gretchen McCants. I
1: own My Brand Lashes with my husband, David. I um, bought the company about two years ago. I also own two salons in Boise, Idaho, where I both have, like, rent and commission, and we mostly focus on lashes themselves. So that's how I am integrated in our lash community. Love it. So how did you get into lashes then? It's actually the craziest story. Um, I moved to Boise, Idaho um, for a bank job out of all things and um here it's not regulated and nobody did it and i started hanging out with some friends and they did nails and lashes and she's like hey i need someone to take over my extra load can i train you and i was like oh yeah that'd be cool and i just thought it was gonna be something when i moved to boise i knew zero people so i was like oh this will be a good way to like just be in front of people like just can meet some people and I fell in love with it. And I remember like calling my mom and being like, I think I won't need to quit my job and like do lashes <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, let's not do that. I mean, I just graduated <laughs> college, got my degree, like thought like, like she just saw me work so hard for that and like put all the money and time into that for me to completely like not even like four months later, use it like to be like, actually, this is my calling. And so I kinda just dived in and I opened my own salon in like six months. <laughs> Or it wasn't even six months. I think it was four months. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. I would never, if you would have told me, I, like, like my past self that that was going to happen,
0: or my future self, I guess, I would have been like, yeah, that would never, that would not be the case. <laughs> and that's so funny, because I feel like that's a majority of us. We kind of get into it just, like, out of, like, randomly thinking it's not going to be anything crazy like for me I thought I would just be a job that would get me through the rest of my college degree oh I could just like go to aesthetic school and do lashes and get in-state tuition and then go back to college and get my degree and you know go get a big kid job but then it's like oh wait no (laughs) this is what I want to do and then everyone thinks you're a little crazy
1: (laughs) well I almost think like we're doing disjustice justice to ourselves because we all go in it like that right but then we Mm -hmm. want to like take in more credible and as a career. And so it's so crazy like to have that balance between the two.
0: Yeah, totally agree. So what was your experience like with building your clientele then, especially since you said you didn't really know anybody?
1: So I didn't know anybody, but luckily I got in at the right time. I don't want to just put it all to that, but I really focused on the people that were coming in my door keeping them so like I see in our lash industry now or like the girls that I hired now like everybody just wants new clients new full sets all this and I have to like be like okay step back and like let's make the experience for like the actual client like the ones actually coming in let's make that seamless first and so I really really focused on that and I built like I honestly had full-time clientele and my full-time job I was going in at like 6 a.m and then coming back after my full-time job and like staying till midnight and then oh working goodness. all weekends when that finally I was like okay I can like make enough to like survive you know which is so scary
0: oh um, yeah and
1: so I built it really fast because that was like my main main focus
0: and I wasn't even that good yet <laughs> <laughs> well I mean if you decide that that's what you want you go all in on it it's like like that decision of what knowing what you want is so powerful and makes such a difference in the results that you create, um, And it sounds like, you know, you were able to build it pretty quick because of that. Um, so that's amazing. So, were there any hurdles that you ran into along the way, and oh, if so, how did you overcome them? I think the biggest
1: hurdle I still. Run into this, but I'm so much better now is boundaries. Mm -hmm. I am such a giving person and such like a people person, which was perfect for like my retail jobs. But then when it was my business and like my time getting taken advantage of, my product getting taken advantage of, like when I first started, you could like tell me that your like dog's cousin died, and I would give you a free fill because I felt bad. (sighs) And I created this negative clientele, I'm not even joking, like, because everybody knew that I would feel bad for them, so they came in telling me a big sob story every single time, so I almost, five, six months into it, that I was like, oh my, my gosh, this is the most I've ever done. All I was was negative making, stuff, and I, I remember being dated, but dating. I just started dating, and I came home, and he's like, well, how much did you make this week? I haven't even, like, seen you, and I was like, uh, I think I made, like, $200, <laughs> like two hundred dollars you've been there every day oh my goodness well this person's mom died this person's grandma died this person's third cousin died there was just everything always wrong and so I would say that my biggest thing was just people pleasing not having my boundaries and like learning like you can still be there for people and you can still be nice and like be that spot for them but also be paid for that.
0: Right. And still like respect your own boundaries too,
1: and still put food on your table because like I literally was going where I was like working 24 seven I could barely even afford because I was literally doing it for free. And I wasn't even like being able to like pay my mortgage and do that kind of thing. So like, I just like the hurdle overcoming was literally sitting down and being like, okay, like, this person's coming to me because I do really good work and I create a really good experience. So whether it's free, like, it can't be free, right? Like, I can't to something different. So, like, if my, I knew, like, your mom died, let's say, like, you're still going to pay for your fill, but I'll bring you flowers, right? So then it was, like, more my heart, like, still feeling like I was doing right by my client because I cared genuinely about them, but also, like, doing the right thing by, like,
0: my business as well. Right. And, and that's a hard thing. I think a lot of people can really relate to that where we're like, so a lot of us are solo owners. And so there's no like big boss or big company behind you, like backing you up and like enforcing policies or enforcing boundaries and holding them. Um, And that's like a, a hard thing for people to learn. And like, I feel like we all start somewhere with it and we get better and better with it, but it's definitely a big hurdle that a lot of people deal with um so thank you for sharing you know how you dealt with that and um do you feel like it's still like in, something you're learning as you're getting into like you've gotten into education and products do you feel like the boundaries there are similar with clients or yeah i'm like makes sense
1: yeah no it does uh I line like having like my commission girls too like they Like I'm always like, you can use me as the bad guy in this, right? Like,
0: sorry, my boss won't
1: let us do this, or um, like the owner won't budge on a price because it's so hard. Like, I would never go to somebody and ask for a lower priced item, right? But like when, right? But but, like you have to know your worth too, and when you're first building out, you just you'll do anything to get clients, and so that could be an easy thing for you to be like, okay, well I'll just give five dollars off this time or ten dollars off this time. That's gonna create like a a habit and that's also you telling yourself you're not worth that so that is the whole conversation itself so like I feel like I've gotten so much better about just knowing my worth and knowing my time especially in the education realm like that's probably like the thing that I'm the most busy time with is education which is what I focused on for so long and I love love doing it but like knowing also like okay you're gonna pay me for my time and I'm gonna teach you everything and not hold back and give you the training I always wish I would have had. But you're yes. going accordingly. So then when you go out and you kick it in the world, I have no regrets because I a few times, like, trained somebody for free or, like, did a payment plan and they didn't pay back. Well, I just don't feel like they actually invested into themselves because they got it handed to them, right? And then I was all, like, well, I spent this time, this product, like, kind of butt her over in the corner. And that's not cool either. So, like, just learning, like, no, like, you're going to pay me and I'm going to do my absolute best job that I possibly can. You're going to get quality products. And then you're going to go kick butt because you're invested into it. And I'm not going to feel it. – I'm just going to be, like, go little rock star. Like, I'm going to be cheering you on because I want you to succeed.
0: Yes. I love that I'm not the only one who uses, like, TikTok sounds and stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm right? always quoting those. And my husband's like, what are you talking about? Because he's not a social media person. So we get a good laugh out of that. Um, but I totally love and resonate with what you're saying. And I think a lot of it comes down to um, – you know, like money mindset and feeling like being you're being salesy or you're, you know, like people think you're just in it for the money or whatever. But really, it comes down to like you're making and whether this is clients or like um, students or people who are buying your products as in a brand, um, it just comes down to like you are making their lives better and serving them in some way at a high level. And in exchange, like you're changing their life, helping them transform their life. And adding benefit and value to it in exchange for being compensated. And that's like an energetic exchange. And if it doesn't align where like you feel like you're giving so much and they're not like investing that same like level of energy or investment, like it feels off and then you can start to feel like resentment and it drains you energy wise and like income wise. And it's not really sustainable long-term. So I'm glad you have spoken about that in this because Again, I think that's something a lot of people struggle with as solo um, business owners.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love how you worded that too, because that's exactly like how my mindset is.
0: Yeah. So, how did you decide to shift into the education space thing? Because I know you do a lot with, you know, your products, your brand, and trainings, and your studios, and you've got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> a lot
1: of avenues. Um. So, I actually started educating like six months in which I know that's a huge debate in our last community. Like how long should you be all that? And honestly, I probably wasn't in the position to train yet. Um, And it was, I didn't get the education that I really wanted or was like craving. And so I was like, I saw that people were getting trained so wrong here. And like, I kind of just learned it for myself that I was like, well, one from a business mindset, I'm like, I could be helping people and making a profit off of it. And then two, like from a community standpoint, like I'm fixing all these people's lashes Versus being able to actually help them, and I I went in with the mindset is like I cannot do everybody in Boise, Idaho's lashes. Like you have to get that through your head. You're yeah. not going to do everybody's lashes. So other people need to be in your industry because I hear so many times like, is it too saturated? Weren't you scared someone's going to take Mm-mm. your client? Like all that. And I did go through that phase. Let's be real, but on the other hand of it though too, no, like that's not like I cannot sustain my whole city. So. I would rather give that support and that quality out to them. Yes. Getting into that mindset was really hard. I'm getting into the mindset that I, I'm definitely like one of the most expensive around my area. Um, But I don't care. Like my, what I teach you is worth at 110%. Like I know that about myself and I'm only going to get the people who are really ready to invest into it. And it's not going to just be like a little thing, you know?
0: Right. So Feel like, like when people oh sorry no no, no oh, you're right. gonna say I feel like when people make that higher investment they're more likely to actually act on it like they're more invested in it for themselves they are act more likely to act on it and take it into account and like implement it and you're gonna see better results because they are investing in themselves at that higher level like people who take the two hundred dollar trainings or whatever it is it's like well if it doesn't work out it's not that big of a deal. And they don't necessarily invest as much time and effort into it.
1: So, and I actually, um, I do my trainings a little weird here. If you're local and you're like starting brand new, like the first day you come in and we do like theory and stuff. And then we do like actually like fanning and how to do it. And then you go home and practice for a few days and you send me pictures and I critique like your fans so that you get that muscle memory down. And then you come back and we actually do a model just because I don't want to overwhelm them. Right. That's so many things to learn. Yeah and it's crazy to me that uh, so like i said i do charge higher and i know and this sounds so bad but i truly do know if somebody's going to take it serious or not because there's the people that actually practice and actually send me the pictures and actually do the homework and then there's the people who talk the talk but then they don't practice at all and then we get to model time and they're overwhelmed and don't understand why like it didn't work right and it's so and it's like excuse after excuse after excuse and it's like no if you want this like you just spent this much money dude like if you want this like get it like I'm giving you everything you need to start
0: yeah everything.
1: and this isn't something you can just pick up like it's re- re- repetition all the time if you want to do quality work then put in the work now and I will get you there 110%
0: yeah, I've totally seen that in trainings that I've taught as well, where it's just, like, the ones who are really invested in it and are putting in, like, they sat in class all day long and then they still go home and practice for another two hours. It's like, okay, yeah, you're going to do really well and succeed because exactly. you're actually, like, invested in it and taking the time for it. Um, So, do you notice, I know you, you had said that it's unregulated up there, so do you not have to be yeah. licensed? And does that make do you feel like that makes an effect on the industry there? Can you repeat that one time? I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, you're just fine. So I know you had just said that it is unregulated in Boise. So do you feel like that, you know, affects the lash industry and like the kind level of students that you have come in? 110%.
1: um, It's hard because I started not with without going to aesthetic school I went after I saw that this was gonna be a long time career but it did get my foot in the door so it's like it's so hard for me because it'd be hypocritical for me to be like you have to have a license and you have to do this to be good because I didn't have that but it opens up the realm for tons of students so when I say that there's cheap trainings around here you can like start brand new fresh with a kit for $99 here
0: oh man how are they even making money on that that's what I
1: do not even understand at all like my kit is worth more than that like right I'm just like what and I just don't I can't wrap my head around it right and so I'm like I it's hard because it's nice because you have different versions of students and like the most common training around here is like five hundred dollars but It's you're not being taught like the correct things either. So like I don't even like want it to be like regulated or not. But there I mean there's literally 13 year olds doing it out of their parents' house, you know? Wow. And then offering training. So like people hear my prices and you see their eyes get big or like their voices get big. And I'm like, I totally understand if this is not in your budget. However, like I promise I'll get if you want this as a career, I'll get you there. Like I will give you forever support and I will get you there. But like if this is just something you want to kind of dink around with, I'm probably not your best option.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I'm very like straight up about that. And I've lost a lot of business from that. But also like the people that I've trained, I would say like 85% of them are doing this as a full-time career now. I have those offs that like, they're not taking it serious from the start. And like, I know it's really funny. My husband, when I come home from a training, he's like, how'd that one go? Like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, yep. They're going to like, they're going to have their own (laughs) salon in a, like in a month. Or I'm like, oh yeah, that one, that lady I won't even hear back from for a month.
0: Like like it's just how it works crazy the differences in that um but I feel like it's kind of almost the same with lash clients where you're charging higher prices you don't like you can still make just as much or more than the cheaper trainings and train less people it's like less time investment less energy invested but you're still making just as much or more
1: Yeah, and I like to look at it, too. Like, if I'm training you, I'm putting my name on you. Like, I want you to succeed because I want people to be like, oh, my gosh. Like, Erica, she's really good after a month. Like, who'd she go to? Like, that's already, like, advertisement in itself, just like lashes.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, I love it. So, you know, you own my brand, Lashes.
1: Yeah. And
0: how long have you guys owned it for now? Like, two-ish years, right? It's been, like, a year and a half, two years, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, how did that come to be, like taking over and that transition into that? Yeah, so um, I actually started using my brand when I first started, and
1: I absolutely loved it, um, and then I actually had a different company reach out to me, and they flew me to Arizona. It was, like, this big extravagant thing and, like, treated me to, like, all this fancy stuff, and anyways, I, I invested into wholesaling with them, so I switched to a different company only because of that. Um, worked for them for a little bit wasn't a good fit then I actually moved to a different brand which was more aligning with me um, I sold that around here in Boise for like two and a half years and did really really well with it and saved every penny that I possibly could have Um we were actually going to buy a house and then all of a sudden Hillary who I've looked up to for years like always viewed her tips of the day Hillary brand for those who don't know um, and she's but she was one of like the first five lash companies in the U.S. and so she was always the one who was sharing those little nuggets before it was okay to share them because our lash community two years ago is not what it is now. Like nobody talked about their secret. And she would give me little gems. I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Even just like a little glue placement or where I should be placing it or how my fans should look. And like, I just like grew to love her and her company. And so like, I trusted it. And then um, she posted that she was going to doctor school, and she or going to be doctor, and um that she was clearing out of everything. So I like sent her messages like, "Would you ever be like willing to sell it?" And I can remember this clear as day. I don't think I've said this on any to anybody, but I'm like sitting there and like talk or like voice talking it and my husband walks in he's like what the heck are you talking about (laughs) and I was was like a lash company like it's my brand and he's like you want to buy it I'm like yeah he's like with what money I'm like our house money (laughs) he's like okay like kind of just rolling his eyes at me I'm like it can't hurt to ask and he's like okay and so then I made contact with her and she's like maybe but don't waste my time like I she'd had tons of people hit her up previous to this so I don't blame her at all she was kind of like dude like I just either need to sell it or I need to sell the stuff like it's one of the two you know and so um I was like babe like we just have to talk about it. he's like whatever and he kind of just rolled his eyes because I have ideas all the time and so he did that and um me and Hillary talked numbers and I was like oh yeah no like there's no way I'll be able to afford that and then just like one thing fell into place and then the next thing fell into place and I talked to David I was like my heart is just on this like one I don't want this brand to go away like I love this brand so much Two, like I feel like we're doing a disservice to ourselves if we really don't look into this and it was like during the pandemic so all the banks were like down like they were not helping in any way shape or form like I said we had like this huge down payment we didn't know what to do and so honestly it all ended up just like working out it was crazy how it worked like me and hillary are truly like almost the same person she's like 10 times cooler and better than me like (laughs) no way oh you guys are both great oh like i like i just look up to her and like she's just such a good human and so like she truly like like when the lawyers and stuff when we had to do all that stuff they were like this i don't know like they were like this i would not do this and she's like honestly like back in my grandparents' day, like, a handshake is all it meant, and I trust these people, and I remember her saying that to me, and it just, like, I literally started crying. I was like, wow, like, I promise I won't let you down, you know? That's big, and,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, it's huge, and she's just been so amazing. She's always there to help me and support me, but she's also there to, like, let me grow. Like, I get scared to change something or do something, and I, like, run it by her. She's like, Gretchen, this is your company. Like, she's always the one who has <laughs> like, Gretchen, you got this, and then I show her my ideas, and she's like, I love that, or she'll be like, oh, tweak this, and, like, It's so nice to have like a mentor that I can put stuff off of, but also so freaking supportive of it, too.
0: Yeah, it's
1: been it's been like a whirlwind. Let me tell you, like owning a company, (laughs) people do not understand, especially buying a company that already has so many paying clients already has inventory, like it's already a running machine. So like keeping up with that, plus we've been growing so fast that like it's been like a huge like growing pains for in all areas, you know?
0: Yeah, I can only imagine because it, it's like one thing when it's you that's built it up and you're used to the systems and how things are done. But then you coming in and, you know, deciding if that's going to be what works best for you. I'm sure that was a lot, too. Um, but one of the immediate things that I saw, like when you took over my brand, was just how great you were at connecting with people online. Like I think that's how we got connected was just that you were such like a great I don't know you just do so well at social media um do you feel like that's played a role in growing your business as like a service provider and as an educator and a brand owner
1: I think that's so amazing you said that because like I struggle with it every day
0: (laughs) Um, I I feel like you do so well my superpower is people
1: um that is my like Hillary used that word once and like I keep telling myself like my like why and my fire I guess is people and like building relationships I don't want to be the company that just a thing comes through so literally if you buy something I know all my clients orders by now that like if an order comes in I can almost like guess what it is before I even look at the order (laughs) like I know what they order what date time of the month like all that like I know all that and so I think it's definitely helped um like getting to know people it's crazy a lot of people almost were repelled by it at first like I either have the group who really wants to connect and support or honestly people that just do not care and they just want their product and so that's been kind of hard to figure out because I'm like wait you don't even know me and you're buying like five hundred dollars for me why like why and Hillary's like because they love the product I'm like I get that but like but like I haven't even like talked to them yet and she's like yeah because the product I'm like I get that but like I just <laughs> couldn't wrap my head around it because I thought like it's like a package deal you know and our products speak for themselves but I want to definitely be that I almost want to be like the brand like the girl next door the brand next door like where like I'm there to help and I'm there to make your job as easy as possible especially because I didn't have that when I first started social media is such a good way to connect to people but it also has like such a hard like you have to do it every day, as you know, like it's, yes, it's its job in itself. And so with everything growing, I call myself grandma Gretsch, like a reel takes me like six hours to make because <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I'm like, oh, this is too hard. So
0: yeah. Yeah. I love that. I totally resonate with that, which is like being a people person. I've always felt like that's like a strong point for me with my clients and like the experience that I've given them and things. Um but, yeah, social media, it definitely still – it's a great place, but it still needs boundaries, Um, even with, you know, connecting and all of that. But um, it's interesting that you're, like, oh, there's some people that want to connect and then not. And, you know, there's just still you – know, everyone's so different. And I think that kind of goes into attracting people who are, like, your ideal clients and things like your people, right? So – Um, do you notice a difference? And I mean, we've kind of already touched on this a little bit, but do you notice a difference between the industry before it started coming together as a community and now? Because like you were saying, even just a couple years ago, it's so much different than it is today.
1: It is. I feel like people are getting in front of people and like they have to have that connection to them because that is what's distinguishing, right? And like it used to be such a secret and nobody wanted to talk about things. And like, I don't know. I would feel like that would be a very lonely place. Hillary even said that it was a very lonely place. Like you have your select people. Um, You know, when I bought the company, the brands that stood out to me the most and like the ones that really I respected and like helped were the ones who like reached out to me and were like, Hey, like congratulations. Like you're taking over an empire. Like Hillary was added stuff to it. Like it was so nice to hear that. And like, those were going that I knew, like, like, like to build that connection right and I don't feel like years ago that would have happened and so it was such like a sigh of relief and I'm so close with a lot of the owners now like it's so nice to have somebody just like lash artist to lash artist like brand owner to brand owner like so nice to be able to run that stuff off of people but also like I think it's so awesome for actual lash artists now because everybody's giving their tips and tricks all the time now like like you used to know nope, you pay for that and that is it now it's like very like it's accessible if you have the time to go find it
0: yes like so much support and I feel like it's only brought up the quality of the industry and the quality of the work that's being produced because there is so much support, like free support and paid support now that like you can start out and have like a really do be creating really great sets and doing really great work and building your business so quickly right out the gate because of all of that
1: 100
0: i love it so would you say or what would you say to any lash artists or solo beauty professionals who are nervous to put themselves out there or connect with others like do you have any tips for them
1: I think the best tip is to be yourself. I know that's the, <clears throat> the most cliche thing that you can say, but truly like find your people. Oh, I heard this saying and um, Ashley from Beautylicious told me like, if you're not hated by some, you're not loved by others. And I was yeah. like, dang. So like, don't be scared. Obviously don't make people all hate you, but like, don't be scared to put yourself out there and to find your, your group within the lash community and really try and I'm the type of person that my philosophy in life is I'd much rather say I did it and failed than that. I should have done it and I like, and I didn't try. So really just push yourself and have confidence and truly like in like embark on a journey that like literally is life changing and like comes once in a lifetime.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I love those quotes that you said. Because I think they are so true and, you know, even just putting yourself out there, like there's always going to be people, there's always going to be the negative people, but really it's for like your clients and like your ideal clients and finding your people out there that you can help and like change their lives. And whether that's through beauty services like lash extensions or change their lives through trainings or products or whatever it is. Um, And one thing that for me on this topic changed so much the way I view it too was just like realizing that a lot of times when people are judging you or hating on you, it's actually a reflection of how they feel about themselves. So it has actually nothing to do with you. It's more just that they don't think that would be possible for themselves or they don't have self-confidence themselves or they have some issue going on internally that's causing them to project that onto you. And like, judge you and be mean to you because they wish that was them kind of thing. 110%. When I learned that, I was like, oh my God, it's so true. It change the way that I operate day to day, and even just change the way that I view other people. Because if I'm like getting triggered by someone, or like finding myself being judgmental or like critical of somebody else, I'm like, okay, wait. <laughs> Like that's not them. What is it about what is going on with me that's making me feel this way? And like kind of doing some more self-reflection on that. But you know how powerful that is that you're thinking that
1: ten steps ahead of everybody. <laughs>
0: it changes that. It changes.
1: Because now you get to work now. Eric has ten steps ahead of the competitor because Erica's working on herself versus one worrying about what Gretchen's doing, you know? and that's when like you build right. relationships with people like like Carly from last reality like this be hey ask your clients this like you need those people in your corners but like somebody that i don't know and i called that they'd probably be like yeah bye and hang up you know so you just have right. to know who you are in the industry and then be so willing to put that back carly calls me i got her back you know (laughs) like put that back in the industry and really just uh, i feel like if everybody did that we would have a thriving thriving industry
0: I 110% agree with you. And I feel like that's the same with even just having lash besties. Like, I have my girls in town, like the girl I trade lashes with, oh my gosh, we've got each other's backs on literally everything. It's like, oh, you ran out of like 0311s. Here's some, you know, here's a tray. Or you ran, you know, what do you need help with in your salon? Like, we're always helping each other out. And I feel like, And, I mean, she's technically, or at least when I was still doing lashes, she was my competition, quote-unquote. But, like, our businesses have only continued to thrive together because we've, like, worked together and helped each other out. And I feel like it only helps you, too, because you aren't in it alone. Like, you have support of some sort in your business where you're, like, even if it's just, like, bouncing ideas off of each other or, like, validating each other's feelings when you're going through something difficult in your business, or dealing with a difficult client or anything like that. So, I feel like it really only brings up everybody and helps everyone. Well, and even look at how, like,
1: you stopped doing clients. Okay, well, now she just benefited from that because that's going to be the person that you send everybody
0: to. It's true. And there's- she just oh. hired on another lash artist and I send everyone their way. So,
1: okay. so like, that, that worked out for them. Even if it's not, like, an immediate, like, there's mm-hmm. always going to be a long term. One girl I helped with product once, once. She said that I was the nicest to her in the community and that everybody had been really mean to her. I was like, I'm so sorry to hear about that. There was an event. So I sent her the link and I said, I would love to have you there. She never came. We never talked. But then she ended up moving away and she owned literally a whole salon and shut it down and sent every single person to me that I had to hire another person to take on that workload.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) Every single person for nothing, right? She got no gain out of that. But it was just because I was nice that one time
0: yeah it makes such a difference it's like whether you see the you know karma coming back to you like the good karma coming back to you or not like you're planting that seed and for later and you might like harvest that reward later on but it always you know always comes back full circle and
1: and the people that are bad they do it to themselves like (laughs) anytime I see anything negative happen or something like it's so hard, like, I want to make it right, and, like, like I mean, like, oh, like, this person needs to pay, but then, like, I take my step back, and I'm like, you know what, that person will burn their own dang bridge, I'm gonna just worry about me, and worry about them, or not worry about them in any way, shape, or form, you know, and yeah. I've really been seeing that come to light lately, like, your true colors show no matter what, and no matter what I say to you, they're not going to change, so unless you're being self-reflected on yourself, then, hey,
0: like, I wish you nothing but the best. I want you to eat, just not at my table. Yep. I love that. And not letting their, like, bad karma, negative energy, like, taking that on for yourself, too, and carrying that on your own. Um. So any last tips or like words of advice for our listeners? Like you have so much experience in the industry. If you were talking to like a newer artist or someone who's like working on growing their business and, you know, feeling overwhelmed, what would you say? Any words of advice for them? Uh, one step at a time, write down any ideas that come to you, like
1: just write them <laughs> down in your notes. You'll use them at some point and just give yourself grace but work as hard as you possibly can. I feel like the first year to two years is the hardest, but if you set yourself up right then you're 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 good. Like there's no other career that you can just set yourself up like that. So just put in all the work when you can and you you're, you're going to make it.
0: Like you really are. I love that. I remember hearing you say that like give yourself grace. I'm, I'm sure it was on social media at some point in the last couple of years and that has stuck with me ever since and been something that like has you know just changed my perspective on things and how I like treat myself even growing my own business and as that's transitioned um but I think that's something we don't do enough especially when we're a solo owner and it's a lot and we've got a lot on our plate just giving yourself grace so I love that you say that so frequently Um, And and see, like hearing that
1: that that, like resonated with you literally is like my whole reason why. Like I'm sitting here like smiling ear to ear right now. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you never know how you're impacting people. That's a lesson in itself too. Like just grind and do your thing.
0: And I think there's always people watching and listening and taking in what the things that you say, like clients, students, you know, people that are buying your products, no matter what point you're at in your journey, but they might not necessarily be speaking up about it. Like you're influencing clients' lives or the people like that are following you online and you might not even realize it and making a difference. 110%. I love that. So, well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise and your knowledge um really appreciate you so where can they find you online and find you and connect with you at on instagram
1: where my brand lashes and on online it's mybrandlashes.com and if anybody needs any help with anything like truly I would love to build that connection send me a message and we'll talk I'm, I'm willing to help anybody so I love that part of my job that's my reason why so
0: I love it and I you totally are so willing to help because I know we've talked a few times on Instagram and just you've always been so kind and I've really appreciated that about you and I have loved watching you grow and
1: watching you do new journeys and avenues in your career and I think it's so amazing to see how much you're growing and so fast and so just keep it up and if you need anything I am here for you oh
0: thank you so much